Hi, this is Kareem Kanji. At the end of this podcast, I have a really important message for everyone who wants to do their part during this COVID-19 crisis. I hope you enjoy the podcast and stay for a very important message. Now on to our episode. Please welcome to the program my next guest, actor Vasilios Filipakis. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, your your show, I should have asked you how to, how I pronounce it, but I'm going to go for it. Uh, Fuck yes. Yes, that's it. You got it. <laughs> By the way, yes. Great show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Loved it. We'll talk a lot about it, I'm sure. But I must ask you, uh, everyone around the world is observing this uh, physical distancing. We're mm-hmm. practicing some form of quarantine. Tell me, how are you? How are you coping with all of this? Yeah, um, I am really lucky to live with uh, two of my friends. So I have two roommates and we we all get along so well. So I've actually been enjoying the time at home. Um, nice. You know, I think my, I think my story would be different if I was alone. I don't know if I would enjoy it as much, but mm-hmm. um, because I have some great people around, I have been occupying my time. I think us releasing the show has made me focus on something. Um, and I have a routine, so I still make sure I get up and do my morning routine and work out. And um, I have a dog, so we get to go on nice long walks now. And I've, I've been so busy in the past where I haven't had time to ever watch TV or sit down and watch Netflix. So it's nice to uh-huh. have that time now to do that. Now, what are you watching? Um, so right now, oh my gosh, we just we just started a show yesterday. What was yeah. it? It's on Netflix. It's about, um, I forget the name, but it's about this Jewish girl who runs away from Williamsburg to Berlin. Um, it's really good. I I wish I remember okay. the name, but it's really good. Um, and is, it, had, is, it in, is it in English? Do you know? Or um, So it has sub parts of it are in English and parts of it are subtitled. Okay. I'll take a look at that. Sorry, and you were going to say something else. Um, yeah, I was going to try to find the name, but. I okay. Right <laughs> yeah, it's all good. No, no worries. No worries. Um, and in, in, well, in, in terms of, of your work, I know you've, you've got a schedule and everything like that. You sort of keep busy. Um, how, how has it impacted, you know, so with, with your show coming out, how has that impacted what you can and cannot do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so in terms of the show, you know what, we, we weren't actually sure we were going to release it at first on YouTube. We, we've had the content in, in Canada for the last year and it was with a TV network here called out TV. Um, mm-hmm. And with them, we, they've had the rights and we recently reacquired those rights. So okay. we, we, at first, the, you know, the whole picture for the show is to use um, the web series kind of as a platform now to, to pitch as a full season of, of a full TV series. Um, and we weren't sure if maybe having some unseen content for markets in the States or the UK would be beneficial. Um, but then this all kind of happened and we were moving forward with the pitching process, but we sat down, the team and I from Bulldog Productions sat down and, you know, we discussed that 
everyone's at home right now. It'd be a great time to just give them content. And, you know, the show's going to change regardless. So mm. that's when we decided to release it and give that. And we, we like, we could have went on a, on a route that is like a paid for service type streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, you know what, like everyone's hurting right now. Let's just put it on YouTube and let people enjoy it for free. Nice. How did you get started in acting, Vasilios? Yeah, I started acting as a kid. I um, started musical theater when I was young. I think I did my first play in grade two, Oliver Twist. Um, and from there, I just, I'd, I'd always stuck with theater. I had grown up in a big Greek family. And unlike the show, I actually have three older brothers. Um, in the show, there's only one, but I have three older brothers who, you know, all did their sports and had that type of uh, thing going for them. But I was always drawn to theater and I had just stuck with it as so I did theater all throughout high school. And I kind of drifted away when it came to university, but then I found my way back. What did you do in university? So, I, I mean, I, I did, I went to school for theater at okay, York did. University okay. in Toronto, but that came after a year I went away up north in Canada and I did a year of outdoor recreation, which was not like me, um, but I had got accepted into the teaching program there. So I was doing a concurrent kind of program. But I just found like, you know, those kids that were in that program, they loved outdoor rec. They they went to summer camps every summer and yeah. they went on these canoe trips. Like, I've never done that. Like, I never, I'd never <laughs> gone camping. And I All remember right. sitting in class one day being like, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> it's just like all these kids that live for outdoor rec and camping. And I was like, guys, I have literally have done theater my whole life. <laughs> um, do you guys have a musical? And everyone's like, get out. So no, they were, they, that didn't happen. But um, that was the day I realized I had to apply for theater school. And I then sent uh, a video audition into York. Um, yeah. There were certain conditions with my family. My parents helped out with my uh, schooling. So mm-hmm. in order to transfer, I also had to get accepted to the teaching program at York. So I wow. did apply to both together. I got accepted to both. And that's why I was able to then go to do theater. However, okay. it wasn't like, when I say theater, it wasn't necessarily acting. I had to do theater studies, but because the acting program was so intensive and so is teaching, I had to choose one. So I had to do teaching with theater studies as my other major. Ah. Um, but then in my last year, my last placement of uh, Teachers College, I also just realized like much like those kids that were doing outdoor rec, the people in in teachers college also like their dream was to be a teacher like don't get me wrong I think I'd be a great teacher but also getting a teaching job especially in Canada isn't just like you graduate and get a job it is work you have to supply for years Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like if I have to spend four years working towards a job I'd want to do that for acting and that's when I didn't even pursue teaching and continue acting (laughs) what did what did your parents think about that after making a deal with them yeah, you know, at first, um, I mean, they're traditional, and so are my grandparents. It's very much like you go to school, you get a job. That's kind of the mentality. So mm-hmm. it took a minute or two for them to kind of adjust. And they did once I started booking work. They saw that, like, I could get work and I could make some money. And okay. and then ever since then, they've never never been on my case about it. Nice. You, you, I, I totally forgot to follow up on this. You talked about acting in, in childhood. One of the really cool things about uh, your show, it, and tell me if it's real or not, but there's like clips of you as a kid. Yeah, that's all me. <laughs> you, that's all, so that is all you. Yeah, that that's, is all me. 
that's amazing. So, I mean, it's really wild that, you know, families sort of keep a lot of these photos and, and home videos from yeah, back in the day. Yeah, it's on, honestly, it's amazing. You know, my mom, which is really funny, my mom isn't the best at keeping things. Oh, okay. um, so my neighbor, a lot of those videos are with my best girlfriend that you see in those clips. Um, ah, and we, okay. we grew up across the street from each other. So she, her mom, like a second mom to me, she keeps everything. So she was the person I asked when it came to the stuff. And luckily she had a lot. So that is amazing. That's really, really good. Do you remember your first paid gig? I do. It was, um, I did a pair of commercials for the company 3M. And oh, wow. They were like comedy little bits for okay. some of their new products, I think. One was for dental fillings. Um, wow. I guess they make dental fillings. If you didn't know, now you know. And the other one was for like this drive through um, scenario. And I believe that they make part of the headsets that people use in drive throughs. That is really wild. 3M is like in the news huge these days because they make those N95, I think. Yeah, they make the masks. masks. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm always yeah, thinking of that. 3M. They make those stinky notes that are in my house all over the place. Yeah, that's the same. They do make those too. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you about coming out as a gay actor. Sure. Um, did you, it, be, because, you know, just watching the, the, uh, the show, and understanding that it's autobiographical to a point. Mm -hmm. um, coming out to your family versus coming out, you know, to the general public, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what was, you know, I'm guessing you did that. Actually, I don't know. T tell me about that whole process. Yeah, no, yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's honestly, it's a great question. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, anyone that is gay that is in this industry probably faces in some way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, when I started, I didn't even realize, you know, when you're a kid, you don't realize that it will ever be an issue in, in, in terms of your career. But I, once I started acting professionally and taking classes and it, it being openly gay was fine. It was just showing it and sharing it. Mm. Um, so uh, it was a struggle for me. I, I was I had to work on, I mean, I, it sounds crazy now, but at the time, because this was still like five years ago, which I think we were still a bit behind then, um, you know, I had to work on being more masculine in my scenes or, and it always felt so weird for me um, to be, obviously with acting, you could be whoever, but to then also like try to be this straight character it's just a lot for the mind to go through when you're already working with so much that's on a script. Um, mm. And it was a battle for me to like, because then it's not even just the acting. It's like when you go to an audition, right? You're meeting casting directors. Then do you want to, do you be yourself and show your personality? Or do you have to hide that too? Because you don't want them to know you're gay. So there's a lot that kind of like went through my mind. Um, and I did battle with it. I, I would like, I, I would try to go to casting and like kind of just be quiet and not fully like not ask them about their days. Cause I didn't want to get into discussion cause I didn't want them to like, know I was gay. Um, mm. But like full circle, like I then made this show and I feel like the most success in, in, in terms of whatever you mean success as, and has been me just being myself. 
And I think that's the biggest lesson there is that even in acting, like if, if you still can't be yourself, then like no one's actually going to believe what you're doing. Yeah. So, so why, why did you want to make um, this show? Like, I, I know, you know, it's, it's been, it's been what, almost two years now, if not more. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, it's been two years now that it's been finished. I've been working on it now for four, but okay. Yeah. It started because I, I would always go home and deal with my family and, you know, they've come such, such a long way since then, but I can, I would laugh things off and think, have things as a grain of salt, but it, I always just thought like, no one could write this stuff. Like it is so funny. And I would always just envision these like scenes in my mind after I would leave. And I also was like, I hate waiting for auditions and not just any audition, but for good roles that represent me that have meaning. And, you know, a lot of the times I'm going out for actor one or hot guy three or customer number seven. Mm. Um, So to create something that was full and had an arc and represented a character and had a story and that had meaning that could change people's views. That was appealing to me. And for me at the time, like all I knew was my experience. Interesting. And, you know, we all have our own experience in life that we think that we're alone in and, and we're not. And I, I learned that through this process. And at that time I was like, I think that this could be a really funny but touching story. Did you also think in the back of your head, let me create my own, I don't know, what's like a sizzle reel of some sort so that people could see you as an actor more than just someone in the background? Yeah, yeah definitely there's both that. But mm. and, and then in, in line with that, it's also like, okay, now that I have this, this show it kind of goes back to like the whole gay thing. Do I want to show casting the scissor reel of the one gay character I play? Mm. So there's a bit of that. And I, I, I really do think castings come a long way where they don't care anymore of who's gay, straight, whatever. Nice. They, I just don't think it's a huge deal anymore. Um, but definitely still, still was a thought in my mind. Um, but I think every day we're kind of moving past that. Good, good. Tell me about like sitting down and how do you how do you sort of write this? Is this something that you've learned in you know while you were in school on how to write your own play or show or movie, or is this like a totally different muscle you need to start working on? Yeah, definitely, it's definitely something different. I like yeah, I never had a writing background, um, so I actually I would say I'm the creator and like co-writer editor. So I my best friend in high school. His name's Anthony Filangieri. He took screenwriting um, in university. So when I had all this pl- planned out, I had mapped it out. I had everything in point form notes. I knew the arcs. I knew the plot twists. I knew the characters. I had approached him and he sat down mm. and scripted it. So he knew the writing program. He wrote it all. And then together we would sit down and make edits and changes that had to happen. Nice. Yeah. Tell me about the title. Yeah. Um, so the title, it wasn't always that when we started, it wasn't always fuck. Yes. Um, it, 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 the title we had, I just, it was a working title is not what we wanted to end on. Um, 
And I was trying to think of something creative with like the Greek language. And I was like, can you do something with the gyro, like tzatziki sauce, you know, like gyro something, I don't know. And I was serving, I was at my serving job and yeah. I was serving a table of Greek ladies. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm making this show. And it's about this like gay Greek guy that lives in the city. He's going to go home and take care of his grandpa. Um, I'm trying to find this name. And I had gone back to the table like 10 minutes later and they're like, what about, like, yes. And I was like, oh my God, it's perfect. Um, and I asked for their permission to use it and they said it was cool. So that's what we ended up with. So tell me, tell me, there's a, isn't there like a, a Greek dish or something? Oh yeah, I guess what makes it even more amazing is that it's named, there's a Greek dish called fakes. Um, really? It's spelled. Yeah, it's a Jeez. lentil soup. So it's called fakas. It's a lentil soup. And they joked about how when they were kids and they wanted to say the F word out loud, that they would just tell their parents that they were saying fakas. Um, <laughs> it was always like a way to get away with swearing, um, which I thought was just so perfect for the show. Uh, and like, obviously, yeah, yes is like the coined gay version of yes. So we had to, <laughs> it was perfect. That is hilarious. Um, as I was watching the show, I go, I was thinking in my head that these are people, not only sort of, you know, characterizations of, you know, your, your, your family and your friends, but I was curious if any of them were actually, you know, were your friends from your childhood. None of them are my friends from my childhood. But, okay. Um, so Anton's character by Shadrach yeah. Jackman he we we met in university and he was he's been my best friend he still is my best friend um so that character was completely written about him um uh, in all of his personality in it so that's him uh leanne smith who plays tori um, me and her have been friends for about like five years now maybe six okay. um but didn't grow up with her and that's it actually in terms of people that i had known everyone else we casted nice there almost seems to be uh, a cry for a a sequel to this with with the story arc of your best friend um yeah thanks because i finished watching that, i go we don't know about this other guy though you yeah. know which, which i i thought was uh was was really really interesting um tell me about the family is very important too as, as i started watching it I thought it was going to be, you know, he goes home, takes care of his grandfather, and your grandfather was like totally, uh, you know, totally mean to you, you know, wearing gloves in that. By the way, did that happen? Yeah, so that part, like, That's did nice. not happen. He did not make oh, me didn't. wear gloves. Okay. Um, but, like, he did think I was sick. So, obviously, we, we played things up a little bit for, for sure. TV. But a lot of the yeah. concepts are, are all true and based on my life. Okay. So, as I'm watching the first couple of episodes... I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be like an attack on, you know, traditional family and so on. But it's almost, I was thinking he, you made it as a love note or a love letter to your family. Mm -hmm. Tell me about family and its importance to you. Yeah, I mean, you really got it right. That is it. I, you know, when I first came out, it was a struggle. Um, my family mm. did not get it. And not necessarily they didn't get it. They just... I think my parents' biggest fear was that people would still bully me and I wouldn't live a happy life, mm. um, which I, is probably every parent's fear in a way for some parents. Sure. And yeah. 
Um, and then my grandma and my grandpa, like that generation, they just, they, they think it's a sickness and they think it can be cured and you could go to a doctor. And um, so the first couple of years were, were a challenge. And luckily I wasn't home for most of it. I was away from the university. So that was a challenge they had to face on their own. Um, but every time I went home, things I could tell, like things were kind of progressing. And, you know, now, like today, for example, like I have the best relationship with my family and I can tell them anything mm. and me being gay is not an issue. It's, it just is what it is. And it makes, doesn't make me any different. Um, and they had this huge turning point. I don't know what it was for them, but something really did turn for them. And I just think, I just think it's amazing how they've come so far and I just feel blessed that like I've had a family that was able to like put the differences aside and just still see me as a person and move past it. And for that, I'm so proud of them. And I'm, there's a lot of those families out there. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a nod to, to all those people. And, and I hope that in a way it shows the people that aren't there yet that there is hope and that that can still happen. That's awesome. What did they, did you start talking to them about making this show while you were doing it or was it ta-da? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, they definitely knew about it. Um, it was nerve wracking, um, obviously in moments to kind of put some of that stuff on blast. But again, like I knew the end of the story. So I think because I knew the arc and what, what kind of happens, mm -hmm. I didn't feel horrible because I, like I had known my family had to come a long way, but at the same time, I knew my grandpa, like, I'm like, mm, is he going to fully understand what's happening? I don't want him to think that I portrayed him as this, like villain. Yeah. Um, because like he does come a long way and he has, and that's what I wanted to show. But mm -hmm. when I had first finished it, um, when we had had the rough drafts, I had sat my family down because I was still nervous to show them. Um, and they were the first ones to see it. And my grandpa had just like left the room when it was over. So oh. I was like, oh, God, what did I do? Um, and I had looked at my mom and she was like, he's not mad at you. He's seeing himself and no one's ever shown, shown him that. Wow. So I think it was just a moment for my grandpa to reflect. Um, it was still hard. It's hard to see like someone that you do love sure. just get up and leave um, yeah. from something you did. And I at first internalized it and took it personally but you know now my grandpa calls me all the time tells me he loves me and ah and is proud of me and wants the best for me so it's that was the major win for sure fuck yes <laughs> yeah, that's right um you, you've got um some interesting clips as well interviews with with yourself with uh, some of the other actors um and one thing i didn't know but i i like if people watch it, they're going to love the music. Yeah. Um, and like, how, so this idea of original music, Toronto based musicians, tell me how all that came together. Yeah. So we like the whole show and I've worked really closely with Bulldog Productions. I'm actually one of their co-producers now. So Matt at Bulldog, um, he's with director and producer of Fuck Yes. He, you know, he had this idea to create music um, and really create, a sound for the show mm. so we you know we were like yeah we like that idea so we went we went ahead and i mean first of all music's hard because you have to get licensed music and you have to get rights to the music and 
on yeah. something that's a low budget, you don't have that. You don't you don't have that. So, you know, creating the music was a, a little more of a challenge because it's a lot of steps. But luckily, you know, people that watched the show and had read the scripts, we had so many people on our team that were willing to put in the time for free and just deliver us a really great product. So from there, we found songs that we liked that resembled the, the style that we wanted and the messages we wanted. And from there, Matt and his production team for the music created the soundtrack and put it together. Yeah, it's just amazing. Amazing musicians, amazing music as well. Um, yeah, thanks so much. You're welcome. So two years out, yeah. what do you, looking back, what do, you, what do you think of this project? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I am, I'm so proud of the work that we all put into it and it all paid off. Like, like I said, shoot, like shooting was only six days. And before that, like I had already been working on this for a couple of years, getting mm-hmm. the scripts down, putting together a teaser and yeah, it's getting to where we are now. It's four years later. Um, there is still, we still have the biggest dreams for this show. I just think, you know, this content can be very valuable for a lot of people and our fully developed TV series just has so much more. Mm-hmm. And we still have this amazing vision. And, you know, I feel so grateful to have a team that we all share that same goal and that same vision because now we're all working towards something, something really spectacular. Nice. Is, is there, is there like a life for this? Like in things like, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to think of like, you know, all these independent film festivals and things of that nature. Is there, yeah. is there a place for this at, at these sorts of pl- things? Yeah, there's a lot of web series festivals for sure. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's something we'll look into. I know we had applied to a few before, um, but I think because we were airing already in Canada, you get disqualified from some, some I see, I if see. you're already on air, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think we just got to really stick to the web series categories mm-hmm. um, for now. Oh, I mean, we still are looking to pitch and we still want all that to happen, but just everything's on hold so sure kind of just uh hanging out until then nice listen when this covid19 pandemic is over like what's what's next for you yeah what's next for me i am actually planning on moving to la in september Ooh, interesting tell me about that yeah um so actually through the show you have to apply for a visa and um you kind of have to prove that you're extraordinary in your ability for the okay. O-1 visa, which is, can be a lot of work. And especially now with the climate there, they want even more paperwork and material. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to use a lot of the press and that kind of stuff in the show oh, to nice. get my visa, which I should have by September. Um, and, you know, I've been in Toronto now. I mean, I did school and stuff here, so it's been 10 years and I'm, I'm just ready to have a change and, you know, always go for my goals and my dreams and it's just the next step that I want to take. What do you like, what is your, what's your big goal? Like if, if you were to, you know, look into the future and sort of wish, you know, whether it's in, in a, in a franchise sort of movie or, you know, what is it for you? Yeah, I, I would say I would love to obviously be working all the time. Um, and work on projects that really can make a difference and have a good impact. And, Mm. you know, just, I mean, my biggest goals are just to be healthy and keep my mental health in check and 
stay positive and just always see the beautiful parts of life um, and whatever that looks like. So, well, well, these days, those are very important goals for yeah. sure. Basilius, if people want to check out um, your show, uh, want to check out different things that you're going to be up to, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, for sure. You can follow me on Instagram at Basilios F. It's B-A-S-I-L-I-O-S F as in Foxtrot. Um, on there, you'll see me. And then for the show, if you just type in fact yes into YouTube, it's F-A-K-Y-A-A-S. You'll see our channel. You can subscribe and then you can watch all the episodes in order if you go over to the playlist. And then you can enjoy it. Vasilios, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And all the best to you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, this is your host, Kareem Kanji. We all know by now that our frontline healthcare staff here in Toronto and across Canada are doing their utmost best to fight off COVID-19. And we're doing our part by isolating in our homes and practicing social distancing. However, there's so much more that we can do during this pandemic. One of these things is by not buying and using medical grade face masks for personal use when we must go out into public, like buy groceries. Dr. Jeff Powis of Michael Guerin Hospital in East York here in Toronto has issued a challenge. This is what he says. With the current pandemic, there is a worldwide shortage of personal protective equipment. To keep our community safe and healthy, Michael Guerin Hospital is issuing a challenge to all East End sewists to collectively make 1,000 masks a week. We want to see all East Enders wearing a fabric mask when they need to be within six feet of other people, especially vulnerable populations and the elderly. Which brings us to a really neat initiative being led by Toronto-based menswear company, King & Bay. It's called the Shirt Off Your Back Face Mask Challenge or hashtag SOYB Face Mask Challenge. They've created a simple step-by-step -step video tutorial on how to make an effective face mask. You can create the masks for personal use or donate them to the Michael Guerin Hospital, as King and Bay are doing. For more information on how to support the Shirt Off Your Back Face Mask Challenge, please visit mykingandbay.com or go to Twitter and Instagram and check out the hashtag SOYB Face Mask Challenge.